0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the second season of Come Back Minimalist Podcast. This season we are inviting the Indians who are already on their journey to minimalist lifestyle. If you are a regular listener, I am glad that you are here again and if you are new here, let me introduce myself. This is your host Upasna and I am here to simplify minimalism for all of us. So today we have Mehendi a Conscious Chokri with us and we will talk about what was her inspiration, how to tackle waste and composting. So keep listening to this fun conversation. Also, do drop us your feedback or any questions you have related to low waste lifestyle and composting on Instagram. Hello.
1: Hi, Upasna.
0: Hey Mehendi. Welcome to Come Back Minimalist Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you.
0: Same here. So let's start with our first question. What is mm-hmm. the story behind your insta name, Conscious Chokri? So who is Conscious Chokri?
1: <laughs> uh the story is it's not too complex. I've uh, I've always loved the word Chokri. For some reason, uh as a child, I'd heard I'd heard the word, and it just stuck in my mind. And uh, I just started uh, also thinking about what are the other words linked to sustainability and conscious living, etc. That I like or that I relate to. That's why the name Conscious Chokri.
0: Uh, as you always propagate to go low waste. So, what does it really mean by going low waste, and why we should all try to reduce our waste?
1: Yeah, so look, I think we've all in some form or shape. We've, in our school or colleges, we've studied about pollution, you know, whether it's air pollution, water pollution, soil pollution, deforestation, uh, any millennials listening to this podcast, you know, we grew up studying environmental studies in, in school, it was an examination. Uh, we studied about it in our textbooks and it it uh, it seemed like a really... Complex, uh, you know, concept and 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 pollution seemed like such a big issue that uh, though we studied it, I think a lot of us kind of forgot that you know, as as citizens of the world and as individuals and households and businesses even, we have the capability and the capacity to address the problem of pollution. So um, for me, particularly, I was. About five, six years ago now, I was in Australia, I was in Sydney doing a master's in sustainability and social entrepreneurship. And where I, where I lived in the local you know, uh, spot on campus, there was this huge kind of overflowing trash bin that I would pass maybe three or four times a day. And I realized that uh, I'm contributing to this trash at least thrice or four times a week. And uh, it just struck me that, you know, if I'm studying how to make the world a more sustainable place, I need to start with my own life. And I need to start with how I live and my own habits. And so through a lot of Googling and research, I arrived at watching a few videos, actually, on the concept of zero waste and low waste living, which basically refers to the process of trying to reduce the amount of trash or the amount of waste that you and I create in the world. You know, we all, through our daily living, whether it's how we buy our groceries, you know, they all almost come packaged in various kinds of different, um, you know, packaging, or whether it's the electronics we buy. Any Anything and everything uh, is a source of waste in some sh- shape and form. Right. So low-waste living... Kind of refers to taking a step back and and assessing you really assessing your dustbin and doing an audit <laughs> of your dustbin at home um, to see okay what what all katra and what all trash am I bringing into the house and how can I try and reduce that because the waste ultimately is also a resource you know whether it's plastic or paper or even food waste these are all very resourceful materials. A lot of them can be recycled. A lot of them can be repurposed, reused. Um, and so I, I kind of stumbled upon the concept early as, as, a, as a by-product of studying some of these concepts uh, at a postgraduate degree level. and then I, And then I just made the decision that it was time for me to take some of that theory and turn it into action. And so that's why for the last almost four years now, I've been living what's described as a low-waste lifestyle. So trying yeah. to reduce the amount of the amount of trash I uh, send out to mm-hmm. our oceans and our landfills in 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 our cities and and across the world, really.
0: Okay. So uh, were you always like this a low waste kind of mindset or trash for your motivation behind this shift?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I don't think I was always as passionate about talking trash, you know, okay. till about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that, that you know, like, yeah, I, like, like most people, you know, I never really thought about it um, again, because we're told is that, you know, there are these uh, polar ice caps melting in some really far away part of the world, or there are these factories who are creating a lot of pollution. And it always felt like someone else was creating the the, the pollution. It was someone else's fault and someone else's right, problem.
0: right. right.
1: Um, we all have this mindset that
0: someone else is doing this we are not part of it the reality is we are a part of a problem and we should be a part of the solution instead
1: exactly exactly I love that you said that you know we're not just part of the problem should be part of the solution and I think that that's where like my mindset shift happened about you know four years ago when I was in Sydney I I I I went there thinking, oh, it's a first-world country, uh, you know, it'll be better than India in so many different ways. But I realized that katra katra hai. Whether you're in India, whether you're in nice. Malaysia, whether you're in Australia, yeah, that people, problem.
0: Yeah, people are same throughout the world. Yeah, yeah. The mind. Yeah, as
1: correct, correct. I mean, as. As unique and different as is as each individual is, we are also very similar in, in many ways. Right. And it's not just people, but also infrastructure and systems in a lot of countries are also similar, making right. therefore the, the problem of trash also universal. You know? Um, so it to answer to answer your question, it wasn't something I thought a lot about growing mm-hmm. up. Like I like I said, I studied it and it and it was just these theoretical concepts. Uh, And then when I started questioning my own values and how I was living my own life, uh, that's when I started making some shifts. So it really just started from, you know, also the fact that I was living in another country. So I was managing my own kitchen. I was managing my own, um, you know, waste production, if you will. And it wasn't, you know, my mom or dad handling the responsibility anymore. So I had to also question my everyday patterns and habits that combined with passing by this big trash this overflowing trash bin every day, uh, I think really made me pause and think about my lifestyle. Yeah. So it, it, it happened gradually over, over the last, you know, four years, I still create trash, but it's much, much, much less than when I first started out my journey. But like most people, it wasn't something I actively thought about. Now today it's, it is
0: mm-hmm. it was very interesting when you said uh, because you were handling your waste your by your own, your parents aren't doing mm-hmm. it. So uh, yeah. this make me think that uh, why we were not that aware when we were kids. So the answer is with us because we were not doing it, we were not a part of it. We were not anywhere yeah. involved in uh, you know these kind of things. Uh, how, yeah. what, what is the waste we are generating and how much and how it is being tackled and where it goes. So we, we never knew or talked about this in our childhood. Uh, when, we, when I compare it to the kids today, so they know much more about than we knew it. And they are much more aware, maybe because we are involving them or maybe because they are uh, reading this or studying this in the schools or in the curriculum so these kids now know what is waste and yeah, why does yeah, it matter yeah. for us or to the environment so yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very important point
1: <laughs> yeah and, and i think i mean the problem yeah exactly involvement but i think i think the problem was always you know there and it was always a very intense problem, but it's gotten even more intense over the last, you know, eight, ten years. And also the access to internet and, and so much knowledge on the internet has also, I think, made it easier for, for kids and youth and, you know, teenagers today to understand yes, yes, the, yes. Social media the gravity of the problem.
0: Rule. Yes, because uh, yeah. you always yeah. need an inspiration. for. I mean, even if you know or even if you want to, even then, we need an a little push.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that you're right. Social media and the internet play such a big role in creating awareness about these issues and and also helping not just create awareness about the problem, but also about the solution and making it you know accessible and making it easy for people to to think that it's not just about that that melting polar ice cap. It's also about my own gully and my own rasta and my own Bye. neighborhood where I live. Um, and the trash I'm creating in my everyday life, and how I how I can reduce that, that also makes a difference.
0: Yeah, you know, this reminded um, me yeah. of a joke I read somewhere, where a kid uh, mm-hmm. is saying, "Mama, uh, kachra wala or kude wala has come." So mama said, right. "Beta, yeah. he's is a safai wala. We are, the, one correct, are, who, who are yeah. the ones who are kachra walas <laughs> and we are the ones who are." Creating this
1: waste. Yeah, and that's so true. That's so true. Uh, I mean, it's it's sad that, you know, that is that is a job in the world where, where someone else is being paid to manage the the waste and the trash that, that we create, you know. Not um, just paid, but whereas, underpaid. Correct, exactly. And mistreated in so many different ways. So, you know, going back to your question mm-hmm. about what is low-waste living, it's not just about reducing... Trash in the world, but it's also about looking at these social systems. Right. You know, uh, it's also an angle of social justice. Why should somebody else have to manage my trash? It's not. It's not fair. It's not right. Um, so there's 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 that angle. It's also a, it also means just re looking at systems and infrastructure and product design. Uh, you know, around the world low waste living kind of encompasses all of that and also reconnecting with nature so it's not just about trash but it's about taking a step back to see whether the current systems of society do they actually serve us well or are they actually holding us back or 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 maybe causing in many ways more mm-hmm. stress and anxiety without us even realizing it you know like like uh, your your podcast name is the comeback minimalist and and i love that because it, it's requiring us to pause and realize that we can be happy with just the, the required necessities with just right. little. We don't need, we don't need, you know, 20 pairs of shoes to be happy. We can be happy with two pairs of shoes or three pairs of shoes that actually serve right. us well and are of good quality. Uh, and therefore sort of low waste ties into all of this. It just, it it asks you to question your existing lifestyle and and existing systems of the world and and try and make a few changes to to not just save the planet and the environment, but also save yourself and maybe some money as well um, in in your journey towards reducing trash.
0: And after after knowing so much uh, that we are doing this much harm to our planet, even then, there are so many people around us who mock at others who are making these small efforts for environment. So do you have any message for these kind of people who are still you know, <laughs> making joke around it?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think people who tend to mock others who are making an effort, That generally, I feel, comes from a space of not really knowing how I can make a difference or being confused about it, being scared even about it, right? Making change um, requires a lot of effort and hard work. Even if it's a small change like trying to wake up half an hour earlier every morning, it requires an extra push. So I think the people who are mocking, others who are making efforts are... Doing it because they don't know how else to manage this sudden change that they're maybe seeing in in a friend or a family member who's trying to be more conscious, uh, and I think that's one of the one of the reasons why I started the the page Conscious Chokri, and and I'm hoping to spread more awareness about this uh, problem of of not just waste but of us uh, looking at the world from a very materialistic perspective. Mm-hmm. The, the, the message I think I would have for anybody, whether it is somebody who is making the change or someone who is not making the change, making fun of it is to mm-hmm. take a step back and kind of realign and re reassess your place in the world. Because ultimately what you put out there in the world, whether it's bad thoughts and bad energy or whether it's trash and waste, it all comes back to you, uh, you know, so. All of, the, all of the pollution that they were creating is, is, we're seeing it. It's coming back to us in the form of contaminated water and air. We're, we're reading now about microplastics being um, found in, in, you know, in unborn babies because we're, we're literally eating plastic. Right. Um, right. So I think my message to anyone would be to just take a step back and realign and reassess your place in the world and what you can do to make your own life better. This is, Whoever I, I talked to about low-waste living, I mean, yes, of course, it's for the planet, but it's also for, for our quality of life and the quality of life we give to our next generation. Yeah. Can
0: you share some ideas that would help anyone to reduce their waste?
1: Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a few different ways. You know, Some changes are easier and some changes take a little bit more of effort. Uh, so I think my first advice to anyone would be, is to l- literally look at your dustbin. You know, whoever's listening to this podcast <laughs> today, after, after you listen to this, walk into your kitchen and observe what all you've thrown into your dustbin. Is it is it more food waste? Is it more paper and plastic or aluminium? Just li- literally, and, and and I'm not saying, you know, go and put your hand into the trash, but just eyeball it and see what kind of trash you're creating. That will give you a sense of uh, what are the different sources of cutra and trash in your life, and then from there you can start to figure out how to tackle that trash. So, for example, you know if 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 someone is observing that there's a lot of food waste, whether it's fruit or vegetable peels or whether it's leftover food, that is actually so resourceful. Uh, it's not waste in my opinion. It's actually if you treat that organic material correctly, it can be turned into fertilizer called compost, which is uh, used to actually grow plants and and make uh, our plants around, you know, in our gardens, in our homes and, and trees in our gardens healthier. Similarly, on the other end, if, if perhaps you feel like maybe there's a lot of paper or aluminium or plastic trash in your dustbin, there are ways to treat those those different kinds of waste better. So, for example, obviously paper can be recycled, but paper can also be composted because it comes from nature, so it can go back to nature. Plastic waste also can be segregated and cleaned and recycled, similarly with aluminium and metals. So I think my first biggest piece of advice would be to check what's in your dustbin and then once you once you check that figure out then how you can slowly tackle your trash in different areas of your life you know kitchen or your bathroom and and how you look after your body in terms of you know personal hygiene or whether it's even something as small as carrying your own water bottle everywhere with you as opposed to buying plastic bottles or carrying your own cloth bag with you whenever you go to buy fruits and, and vegetables and all of that Don't try to do it all overnight. Don't try to think that, you know, in 30 days or even one year, you will be able to completely reduce all your trash because it takes time. You're trying to, you know, unlearn habits and and behaviors that you've had for so many years that it will take its time. And to just be patient with yourself and also maybe have some fun with it. You know, things like learning how to compost your waste or making your own home cleaners. They're actually really fun, um, you know, exercises and really fun activities so uh, remember i guess just to have fun and not take yourself too seriously that's i think what i would tell anyone
0: okay so do you wish to share some tips or takeaways which you had in your low waste campaigns
1: one like actionable tip i would give anybody is to start composting your your organic uh, food waste, waste at mm-hmm. home uh, you know, if, if, if one is able to even start that process, you're, you're going to be able to cut down your trash from your house by at least 50 to 60%, if not more. So just okay. that one act of being able to compost your organic waste, at either in your apartment, like I have it in my apartment, I have it in my kitchen, um, you know, and it doesn't smell, it doesn't stink, contrary to popular belief. It's a really easy process. It takes five, 10 minutes a day. Uh, and it's 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 really a very rewarding process because you can literally see your your peels and your leftover food turning into soil, and it's uh, it's quite fascinating how nature works. Right, uh, it really is. So, so it, start by composting. Yeah. yeah.
0: In my first attempt, I feel badly in composting because yes, there were maggots, there was a smell. Yes, and Then I continued.
1: How is it going now? Are you still composting?
0: Yes, yes, I am.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I relate to your experience actually, you know, because it took me a few months as well to understand the process of composting, to understand that actually maggots and other other kind of insects and creepy crawlies are natural. It's actually a good sign because, you know, they if, if, if these creatures That's are cool. finding a home in your compost bin, that means that that it's actually breaking down all of your waste, you know. Um, but yeah, learning, learning how to balance your wet waste and your dry waste and get those ratios correct in order to avoid the smell. All of that comes with trial and error. Uh, so that, that's why, you know, I I said earlier to anyone that, you know, have, have fun with it. Don't take yourself too seriously because there will be mistakes that you will make along, along the way, you know, and, and, and that's okay. It's, it's like, it's like learning any life skill, you know. If if you if you're going to start learning how to drive, you're going to make some mistakes on the road, you know. Similarly, if you're going to learn how to compost, uh, one your first compost batch may may not be uh, the right texture, or it or it may be smelly. Uh, and then your second and third batch onwards, things get easier, and and you slowly learn how to how to get better at the skill of composting. So patience, I think, is is really important, and and also bringing like your family, if, especially if you're living, you know, with with let's say parents or children or or a spouse even, bringing them into your journey and and kind of doing it together, making it a bit of a family activity, uh, involving everyone. Also, I think will will um, will be something that I'll recommend to anyone because I think it it makes the journey a little bit easier and a little bit more,
0: Fun. Uh,
1: enriching as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Mandy, for coming over and sharing your low-waste experiences with us. It really helped listeners out there. Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for uh, thinking of me and for giving me this opportunity to share a little bit about uh, my journey and also what, what low-waste living is. And, and I do hope that whoever's listening is able to take away some insights and actionable tips from from our conversation today so thank yeah, you so much yeah. thank you bye bye all right bye bye take care
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you like today's episode, then don't forget to check out other episodes on Comeback Minimalist podcast. And yes, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can reach out to me through my social media handles, Back Minimalist over Instagram and Facebook. Or you can mail me over comebackminimalist at gmail.com. Bye-bye.